0: All stand to our feet if you don't mind for the reading of God's holy word. I'm going to preach into your ears this morning a continuation on how we're going to live fearless. Everybody say fearless. fearless. Y'all sound so good this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Give God a big hand of praise. You can be seated, please. Number one, if you're taking notes, if you're not taking notes, I always encourage you to just take notes. You never know. You'll hear something that uh, is in the Word that just stands out to you that you'll like to write down and remember. The Scripture says write the vision and make it plain. There's uh, so many times in my life when Uh, I wish I could remember something that happened. Uh, And then there's other times when I've written it down. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I wrote that down. Uh, You just never know. Uh, But the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, we don't have anything to be concerned about. If it didn't come from God, then I don't want it. Amen? Amen. So He gives us power, love, and a sound mind. But for us, if we're going to live by faith, if we're going to live in this thing, we have to recognize that not living in fear, not being scared, is not because there's not something scary happening. It just means we've chosen to believe God more than what we are experiencing in the moment. So uh, this point, the first point, uh, I've used it for the last two or three weeks, and I'm going to use it until this series is over. But number one, it is not the presence of something scary That causes fear, but rather the absence of your protector. You see, in in, in my life, uh, even as a uh, a child, I remember when uh, we would go and do things as a family. And there was one place we would go. It was called uh, Roaring River, Missouri. And we would go up there, and it was this beautiful little river that would flow down, and we would catch... Uh, rainbow trout, and we would we would just have so much fun, and there, I, I never forget because it was in the uh, what do they call those? The Smoky Mountains. It was in the Smoky Mountains. And and we would go, and, and, and you could hike on the trails, and this just beautiful river. And if you're from East Texas, where I'm from, like, rivers weren't beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I mean, we, some of my rivers make the Brazos look like the Guadalupe, okay? It just, it, it was different over there. So going up into these mountains and seeing this beautiful, clear water, which, I mean, I thought it should be illegal because we could literally see the fish we were about to catch. I'd never experienced that. So we would go, and early in the morning, like five thirty in the morning, there would be this uh, loud horn that would go off because it was it, you could only fish uh, during certain parts of the day in this area we'd hear this horn go off, and we 'd all be there with anticipation, and then we would throw that uh, we would throw our, our, our lures out there in the first twenty or thirty minutes, man you 'd catch some fish and we just had a great time and, and there was one place where they had dammed up the water, and there was a, a place that that would uh, they had a waterfall coming over it that, I don't know, I was a kid, but it was probably 20 or 30 feet high. And I remember thinking, man, I'd like to fish off the top of that thing. And and we got over there, and you had to kind of climb through a little fence, if I remember right, to get there. And there was this sign, thank God I couldn't read, because it said something like, do not, and then I didn't read the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> but I climbed through... And, and I was sitting there and I was like, man, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to get there. And I got over and to a, you know, a little three foot tall little boy with a fishing pole, 20 foot is like way up in the air. And this water is just roaring. They called it Roaring River. Just white water just pouring. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so intense. And I remember just being nervous being that high above the water because the water is very shallow, there's big rocks. It was just a, it was an intimidating place to be. And then my dad came down. And I was standing on the same platform. I was standing next to the same waterfall. I was 25 feet above the same water. But as soon as my father got close to me, all of my fear went away. Because it is not the presence of something that is scary that causes you to be afraid, but rather it is the absence of your protector. And in reality, if you're a Christian, it is the perceived absence of your protector. Because God makes promises to His children that He will never leave you, He will never forsake you, He will never abandon you, He will never put you into a rough situation... No, you might be going through something right now that feels rough. You might be going through something uh, and just a few of the things that can be scary. You might be going through something in your health right now, your physical health. That can be a scary thing. You might be going through something with your finances at work. You might be going through something. Some of us are in the process of making big decisions right now. And you have this overwhelming feeling of anxiety. Some of you, you have anxiety and you don't have any reason to have anxiety that you can come up with. You just know you feel anxious. These are things that can cause us to be afraid. Some of you, uh, it can cause you to be anxious to have to deal with your parents. It's Sunday morning. Can we just take our mask off for just a second? Some of you, you have anxiety when dealing with your children. Some of us, you, you have anxiety that the holidays are coming up and it should be the happiest time of the year, but you're just thinking about Claudine that's going to be there at the Thanksgiving table and you're just like, oh, Claudine, glory to God. I hope Claudine is not here today. Some of you, uh, and, and some of you, the supernatural is as real or more real than everything I'm standing on or touching right now. And there have been supernatural things that have taken place that have caused you to be afraid. You've sensed evil. It's a real thing. You've sensed evil can cause you to be afraid. Some of you, uh, debt has mounted in your family because of an accident or event or maybe poor decisions. Maybe no poor decisions. Maybe just something happened. And debt has piled up and it's scary. Some of you doubt And unbelief, we say that fast, but doubt—literally, like—is God real? Does He really hear me pray, or we just playing games? These, these are these are real things. It can be very scary. So many times in our life, we're going through something scary. And ignoring the fact that it's scary is not what gets you through. But rather, remembering and reminding yourself who's going through it with you is the only chance you've got at peace. Somebody give God a hand of praise. Psalm 23 and 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Listen to this. For thou are with me. You see, it's not that life can't be scary. It's that he's with you even when it's scary and everybody else is trying to bring you a spirit of fear and God is just dosing you with power, love, and a sound mind, but it is a lifestyle of remembering that gives you hope. Amen. Point number two. You are never, everybody say never, Never. you are never without hope. Ever, ever, ever. You are never, ever without hope. God can make a way, let me tell you, God can make a way where there is no way. He's been doing it when there was no man, when there was no woman. He said, I'll just use a little dirt and make me a man and woman that can rule and reign on earth until Jesus comes. You know that God can make a, God can make a way in your life. I don't care what your kid's doing right now. I don't care what your grandkids doing right now. I don't care what your cousin's doing right now. I don't care what your marriage looks like right now. I'm telling you, God can make a way where there is no way. The Israelites, one day, they were in bondage. They were slaves to Egypt. And in one day, the Bible says, they were so rich, they were dropping gold along the way and completely free and set free. God can make a way where there is no way. The woman with the issue of blood battled her condition for 12 years. The Bible says in Ephesians, having done all to do, stand. She had done everything she could do. And all of a sudden, 12 years into the thing, God made a way where there was no way. God's been making a way from the beginning of time and He's not slow about it. He's not slack about it. And I decree this season of open heaven, you're going to see God making a way in your life faster and more frequent than you've ever experienced in your life. God can make a way where there is no way. I remember Peter uh, and the disciples sitting around and they owed some taxes. How many of you like paying taxes? Put your hand down. (laughs) It's the house of God. We're honest. They owed some tax money. said, Jesus, should we pay the taxes? Jesus said, yeah. Peter said, well, I got nothing on me. Jesus said, well, go fishing, boy. He goes and throws a fishing line out, catches a fish, and in the fish's mouth is the tax money that he needs to pay. God can make a way where there is no way. No, he's not like a man. That he should lie. He doesn't sleep and he doesn't slumber. He's ever looking over his word to perform it. And just when you think you've got no more hope, hope is in the building. One of my favorite scriptures, Hebrews 11 and, and no, excuse me, Hebrews 6 and 19. I'll tell, tell you just a brief little daddy testimony. I said, I said, Hebrews, I kept thinking, Hebrews 6, 7, Hebrews 6, 8, And I said, Haley, I said, where is the the scripture that references the anchor for our soul? And my little 10-year-old says, oh, Daddy, that's Hebrews 6, 19. And you know what else she told me? She goes, aren't you glad I told you about that one? (laughs) I said, glory to God, I am. (laughs) Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil. In other words, it reaches behind the curtain. Hope is your anchor. When they're out in the ocean and there's problems and and winds and waves rage and blow, they will position their vessels pointed towards the wind And they will drop anchor. And that anchor holding is the difference between survival and not survival. Hope is our anchor. That means when we don't have hope, we hope against hope. We never stop hoping. Hope is always available because God has been making a way where there was no way from the beginning of time and He's going to do it for you again and this anchor that you have passes through the natural behind the curtain into the supernatural and the anchor for your soul Will hold. God's been making a way for you from the beginning of time and He's not going to stop now. Number two, you always have hope. Number three, storms don't last forever. I know how it feels. I know, I know it feels like uh, issues and, and, and problems when they're, when they're around you. It, it, it feels like you just got nothing but problems. You have nothing but issues. But storms don't last forever. God flooded the earth, but it didn't last forever. Storms come, and sto- but, but storms don't. Today is not forever. Right now is not your forever. I understand that, that it, it feels like it. And when those Israelites were, were making bricks for the Egyptians, when they were building Pharaoh's kingdom. It had to feel like forever. Well, I could just picture I'm waking up one day and, and somebody saying, hey, what day is today? And somebody answering, what difference does it make? We're, built, we're We're making bricks. We're building Pharaoh's What difference? If it's Monday, who cares what day it is? Because it all just ran together. Because everything was the same. It was It was like that movie Groundhog Day, just over and over. And sometimes we get in a season of our life where we're going through the valley of the shadow of death. And it just feels like that. And you're like, how much more? How many more times? Why do I have to keep going through the same thing? But today is not forever. No, just because it didn't happen today, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Aren't you glad God didn't make you responsible for the calendar for every believer? How many times have, has God answered your prayer, and you, you, when, you, when you prayed, you wished He'd have done it sooner, but when the answer came, you were that much more appreciative? No, today is that storms don't last. Forever, sometimes storms uh, that the enemy throws at you are exactly what God uses to propel you destiny to the or other or side of your destiny. No, today's not forever. Uh, a storm in your life doesn't mean, listen, it doesn't mean that it's over. It means God still has something for you to do. Yes. It means you're in the fight. The Bible says that the, the, the kingdom suffers violence. In other words, good things happen to good pe- Bad things happen to good people occasionally. But then the Bible says, but the violent we take it by force. Right. In other words, we just don't let go. No, there's an anchor that goes behind the curtain that we hold on to. He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And before this thing is over, the winds and the wave, they will stop, but I will still be standing here hand in hand, arm in arm with my Lord. I've been hit so hard by the devil. The only positive thing I could say was that had to hurt his hand. but if you'll commit, you're going to get tired of punching me before I get tired of living for God. You are undefeatable. You cannot be stopped, literally, in your life. It is imperative to recognize that we do not uh, uh, live like the world. We do not live under the same uh, pretexts and resources and information. We live under a supernatural mandate from God to literally... Uh, uh, ransack the kingdom of darkness while we're here. And if you happen to be in a fight, the Bible says that Jesus' brother James, he said it like this, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials. When's the last time you counted your blessings? Most of us do it every now and then. But I would say, when's the last time you counted a trial as a blessing? Mm -hmm. These guys, I, I like a lot of sports matter of fact almost every sport but I don't get well these guys that do the cage fighting they interview them and they say man I just like getting punched in the face I'm like what because I have been punched in the face and now Crystal uses an open hand but it's (laughs) I've been punched in the face not recently glory to God but I never enjoyed it. I never got hit, and I was like, well, yee would you give me another? <laughs> and these guys are like, man, from the time I was young, I was into this, I was into that, and it gave me an outlet, and I just always joined. I'm not saying they're wrong. I like watching them. I'm just telling you, if we would get the mentality that the conflict does not mean there's a problem, the conflict means that victory is on the horizon, <laughs> then all of a sudden we're going in a different direction. Oh, it's different when you live for God. It's different when you live for God. Amen. Storms come, but storms don't stay. Storms don't last. You think about a lady. You think about a lady that, that, that is pregnant, about to have a baby. Those last 30 days get pretty intense. I've seen it three times in my own house. And I remember one time, uh, one of our babies, Crystal had, was diagnosed with a condition uh, in the, in the process, only like one in a million get it. And I knew she was one in a million from the day I saw her. So glory to God, i tell you what it was. Or I don't remember exactly what they called it, but the nurses were all coming from all over the building. She had this, she had this thing on her stomach and the nurses were coming all over the building. And they said, we just want to see. I said, wait a minute. They said, we, we read about this when we were going through school, but we've never seen a case like this before. we just like to see it. So Krista said, well, look at my belly. Glory to God. But see, when you go through something, I, I remember we were sitting there, and I asked the doctor, I said, I said how do we fix this? We prayed. We've done everything. How do we fix this? He said, the only cure is for her to have that baby. See, so you're going through something right now. Right. And the only cure, spiritually speaking, is for you to deliver what God has put on the inside of you. See, it's a, it's a shift. It's a mentality change. It's a turning. It's a, it's, a, it's a running to the fight instead of from the fight. It's a believing God in the midst of your circumstance and not just asking Him constantly to get you out of it, but to give you victory in it. Yes. See, there, there's something about our own mentality where we see our situation oftentimes through our abilities, but our abilities are limited. However, we serve a limitless God. Today's storm is not forever. If you have a heavy heart today, I, I'm, I'm not here to demean it, act like it doesn't exist, I just want you to know the anchor holds. Sometimes it feels like all you can hold on to is just just the thought of hope. You really can't even grab hope. You just hold on to the thought of hope. I can just tell you, the trials of life, they're just better with God. He just helps when nothing else seems to help. I'm reminded of that wonderful poem where there's a man walking on the beach and he's in the sky, he sees his life, he's like revisiting his life and he's walking with Jesus and, and he sees and he's looking through his life as he walks along with Jesus and he gets to the other end of the beach and he looks back and all uh, through the sky there's, 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 there's the pictures, there's the happy times, there's the sad times. And when he was at the happy times, there was two sets of footprints. But every time he got to the sad time, there was just one set of footprints. And the man looked at the Lord and said, I don't understand. He said, why? When I was going through the good stuff, you were always there. But why did you leave me when everything got tough? And the Lord answered him the way only the Lord can do. He said, said, I never left you in those difficult times. It was in those times that I carried you. The anchor holds. It goes behind the veil. It goes beyond the curtain to the supernatural. And if you can hold on to hope, today's trouble and trial is not forever. Today's issues are not for eternity before it's over, you're going to have victory. Amen. Now, thanks be unto God, which always, somebody say always. Always, always causes us to triumph yes. through Christ. Yes. If, you, if you wanted to hear somebody talk about losing, I love you. But this is the wrong church. Yeah. We believe this Bible over everything else. Please bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here today, I've got one more point, but I want to do this first. If you're here today and you're not right with God, you're not living right, you're not doing right, Jesus is not Lord of your life. I want to give you the opportunity to serve God with us. Maybe you said, you know what, I used to walk strong with God, but I backslid and I'm like the prodigal son. I'm like the prodigal son. I've lost my way. I used to be in great relationship, and He's probably still my Savior, but I don't know that I can honestly call Him friend. If that's you today, with nobody looking around, I want to give you the opportunity to recommit your life to God or to commit your life to God for the first time. Jesus died for us, rose from the dead, He took our penalty, destroyed the bonds of death, hell, and the grave. And literally rose from the dead for our victory that you and me might be saved. So if that's you and you fall in that category today, I want to give you the opportunity. The right hand of Christ, extended. You'll always find Him wanting you. You'll always find Him desiring you. You'll always find Him coming towards you. If that's you today and you're not right with God. you're not, Maybe you've never been saved or maybe you say, I, just, I know I need to recommit. If that's you and I count to three, just lift your hand. With an uplifted hand, you're just saying, Jesus, remember me. One, two, don't miss this chance. One, two, three, lift your hands. See that hand? I see that hand. Is there anyone else? I see that hand. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, "Oh oh God, I come to you now and I ask you to save me. Forgive me. Write my name in your book. I believe Jesus lived. I believe he died. And I believe he rose from the dead for my victory. I'm a Christian now and I commit to live fearless for you. I will hold on to hope in the storm, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, give God a big hand of praise. I wanted to do that before my last point, because you're going to want to be included in my last point. Something scary is not what produces fear, it's the absence of your protector. You're never without hope and the storms of life don't last forever. But number four, if you're taking notes, God is God. He didn't have to be good. He just is. But He is God. Which means when you hold Him in measure, to your situation or your circumstance. Your situation and your circumstance will always be found wanting because God is God he is not slow he is not slack and he is not weak he is kind he is loving and he is nice but he is still god which means when his bible said he is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the author and the finisher of your faith he is still god which means your situation pales in comparison to the grandiose nature of our God He sits on a throne in heaven the earth is His footstool He does not wait for His children to be abused, He does not overlook when His children are being pushed around, He is still God Nobody can stand in his presence unless they are washed in the blood of Jesus. He is God and around him there are no others. He has a son named Jesus. He is soon returning for a spotless bride. He is God. He is strong in the morning. He is strong in the noontime. He's strong when you lay your head on your pillow and he is still God. He might not be understood by everybody, but he is still God. He numbered the stars and calls them by name. He is God. He is the mover and shaker of all things. He tells the mountains how tall to grow and the rivers where to wind. He is still God. He knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. He is still God. We might not understand it, but we serve a God who moves everything out of the way for His children. He is God. Stay standing if you don't mind. Demons tremble at the sound of his name. When he walks in the room, they are tormented. Sickness must flee. Dead men must come to life. Dry bones must come together. He is God. He's God on Sunday. He's God on Monday. He's God on Tuesday. Bless God. He's God on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He is still God no matter how big the situation looks. He is God. The devil doesn't like it. The world doesn't understand it. But you and me who serve Him can serve Him knowing That the anchor holds, not because of how good we can hold on, but because He is God. Somebody give God the biggest hand of praise you've got. He is God. He's not a game to be trifled with. He's not an idea to be messed with. He is the beginning and He is the end. He is the one that we run to in times of need and we are found safe because of it. He is God. In the midnight hour when all you have is tears and a pillow, He's still God. When you don't understand it, the situation should have moved by now, He is still God. And He's working on your behalf. You said yes to him today. I want you to know he loves you. All this power we speak of is for you, not against you. And it ought to cause all of your problems and circumstances to be terrified and petrified with fear because of the decision you've made today.